Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hello, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited today to have on the amazing Heather Dressel. Now, this is part of the series where I have interviewed four of the women who've decided to spend a year doing Flow 365. So they've decided to spend a year really staying accountable to the things that they say they want to do. And it's been such an amazing experience, I think, for everybody in it, but also for me. It's been just such an amazing year, which I can't even believe is coming to a close shortly. So Heather is such a great example of who this program could really work for. So we talk a lot about transitions in when we're when I'm talking about planning in general. And this could be the transition of when you're sleeping to when you're waking. And that looks like, how do you create the perfect morning routine for you? And that's really simple. And Heather has been dealing with a bunch of different transitions, but a really huge one is that she has been a stay-at-home mom for a while, like over 10 years. And she has decided that she needs to follow this calling to start this business that serves sensitive women. It's called Divinely Sensitive, and it is amazing. And I love that she has launched this in our year together. And I'm super excited because her website has literally gone live as this podcast is going live. So it's going to be so amazing to see. You guys can go get that link in the show notes, but it's really easy. It's divinelysensitive.com and everybody should go check it out, If you, especially if you think of yourself as um, a sensitive lady who would like some spiritual input in your life. She's amazing, this Miss Heather. So, and she'll tell you a little bit more about that in this interview, of course. But the other thing about Heather is that as she was launching this business, she knew she needed a business coach. So though I freely dish out any business advice I have while we're going through this program, that's not the purpose of this program. The purpose of Flow 365 is really to schedule the life that you want, to really plan, make space for the life you want. I feel like schedule is the wrong word because some of us might have a weird meaning of that in our head, but to really create the life you want and stick to this plan that you make, which is hard. It's hard to show up every day to the life that you really want because all these voices in our head are saying, you know, you're not enough or not today or pay attention to something else or pay attention to me if you have children. And so... It's really sometimes important just to have that accountability around getting done what you say you're going to do. And Heather had a business, she has a business coach who's been coaching her business all throughout this process, but Flow 365 just sort of fit into that. And so it's really helped her, you know, side by side working with that business coach to get what she said she wanted to get done done. And here she is launching it into the world um, in our third season of of Flow 365, which is so, so cool. 
So, and I just wanted to, as I did in the first episode that I did for this series, I wanted to go through a few of the tools that Heather is going to bring up as we go through this interview. So I want you to hear everything directly from her mouth about what she's experienced and all that. But I, she's going to talk, she's going to allude to a couple tools that we use. And I just wanted to clarify those for you guys in case they're of use to you right now as you're listening to this podcast. So the first thing that she's going to allude to is the brain dump, which a bunch of people keep talking about because it's really a powerful practice. And this is the practice of just getting everything out of your head and onto paper. And you might have done this before in your life, but the idea that you hold so many details in your head, everything from the fact that you need trash bags, you need toilet bowl cleaner, you need to take out the trash to... You want to write a book. You're dying to learn how to paint. You need to go pick somebody up somewhere someday in the future. You don't want to forget to buy tickets to some event or for a vacation. Like so many details we hold in our head. And it's just really powerful to get them all out of our head and onto paper. And a lot of times we stop at this and this becomes our to-do list. And the great thing about the flow process is that this does not become our to-do list, but it does come that it becomes that initial release, that relief that we just need to get it out of our head and onto paper. And one of the things that we also do that I think is really helpful for a number of reasons, because we can learn from it, is we divide this list into the four flow categories. So the four flow categories are food and wellness, lifestyle and family, OM, which sort of stands for spirituality, self-care, all those things, and work, which is pretty self-explanatory. Although I would like to say that work could also include creativity or, you know, projects at school, like work-related things. But if you don't have a full-time job, you, you figure out what work means to you. So those are the four categories. And what I find is we generally are overwhelmed about one of or two of those categories more than the others. So it's really helpful to do dumps in those categories and sort of start to understand where you're lacking or where too much is building up. You could look at it either way and just, you know, understand that. And maybe that means that in one of the categories that you're not writing anything down, stuff is still stuck in your head. Or maybe it means that you're just way too focused on your work or your food and you need to really, you know, double down and focus on your spiritual practice. So it's just informative to see the categories that you dump into. And it just makes it feel a little bit more doable and organized because as we get into the flow process, one of the things we do is we lean into one category at a time. And so it makes that dump list just feel a little bit more reasonable and less like the forever to-do list. So that was the first tool that she talks about. The second tool she talks about is the week at a glance pages and work that we do. And she really loves that because the way that we start to think about a week is we ask ourselves a few questions and you could just start to ask yourself these questions before you fill in even the calendar that you already have. And that is, what is my vision for this week? What do I want to receive this week? What do I want to give this week? And those three questions, you'll hear how she talks about just really give her more meaning to her week. But those are three questions that you could start asking as you plan your next week. 
So again, it's what is my vision for the week? What do I want to receive? And what do I want to give? All right, so that was the second tool she talks about. And then the third tool that she talks about is big rocks, which you've heard me talk a bunch about, maybe even on the last Flow 365 episode. But big rocks are just this idea that if we were to fill a jar, if we had a st- if we had three piles, one pile of rocks, one pile of pebbles, and one pile of sand, and we had this jar, and we were told that all three of these things could fit into the jar. And if we started with the sand and then put the pebbles and then put the rocks, we would find that the rocks were coming out the top and actually don't fit. Yet if we start with the rocks and then we put the pebbles and then we put the sand, everything sort of fits. And the idea behind this is that the rocks for us are those big things, the things that are going to make us feel good, the things that are going to build us up toward our dreams. So that is, you know, starting this business, even if you don't have a full day to do it, or really working on the exercise routine because you know you want to be strong in 10 years. So the rocks are those things that are really important to us, but we don't always give the time and we always start with those. So people in this program Some of them have full-time jobs, very full-time jobs. You'll hear from a nurse in coming weeks. You'll um, there's somebody who has a very full-time corporate job, and Heather is a very full-time mom before she started this. So sometimes our big rocks don't take the full day, but just the half hour we spend moving towards them is what really fuels us and makes us feel good. So that at the end of the day, when we're asked, you know, what did you do? How do you feel? Have you ever had one of those days that's so, so, so busy and you're like, you can't even think of one thing you did? Well, these rocks, they start to surface as the thing that really makes you feel good. And I just talked a lot about this whole concept actually of the week at a glance and the big rocks in the training I did on Week on a Glance. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're on our email list. I'm going to be sending out some sort of replay from that. It actually didn't quite work technically. So I'm going to be re-recording and it got me thinking about just this whole course that I want to offer to you guys so that you can really understand some of these tools and be just implementing them in your own life, whether you have the planner or whether you decide to step up into a year of flow yourself. So make sure that you're on our list so you can find out about these trainings because I think that they're hugely helpful and will help you whether you have the flow planner or not, just to really organize your days in a new way that feels so good. All right, let's get back to the star of our show, Heather Dressel. Let's get her on the show. But just to recap, Heather was a stay-at-home mom for years before launching Divinely Sensitive. She still balances motherhood and a business. Heather is a highly sensitive empath herself and launched her business to lead a community of women who identify as highly sensitive or empaths or both. And Divinely Sensitive provides resources and support for these women as they learn how to honor their unique sensitivities and unleash their superpowers. So if you feel like you are one of these women, make sure to go check out her newly launched website after you listen to her on the show. Okay, with no further ado, let's get Heather on the show. All right. I've got the amazing Heather Dressel on the podcast today. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation with you about 
your family, your business, and about your experience um, doing the flow. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about motherhood, about choosing to work or not work. Like, where are you in this stage of your life? Sure. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, So yeah, I have two children. Um, I have an eight-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old son. And uh, right now, I'm in the process of starting my own business uh, called Divinely Sensitive, which is really exciting. And we recently moved to a new state and a new home. So that's been exciting as well. That's kind of where I am right now. I love it. And you, you chose to stay home after you had your kids. Is that true? That is true. I am. A, I was a stay-at-home mom 10 years strong. So this is kind of my first year that I get to kind of do something for me, which is super exciting. My kids are way more self-sufficient and um, off at school most of the day. So that gives me time to dedicate to the things that I really want to do, which is awesome. I love that. Um, And before you had kids, did you like, tell us a little bit about that choice to stay at home? Sure. Um, So before I had kids, I did all kinds of things. I was actually a theater major. Very Um, cool. I have one of, I have, I'm saying I have one of those. I have a 12 year old who wants to be one of those. (laughs) That's great. Um, Yeah. I did theater and acting and singing. I mean, my whole childhood and then all the way after college Um, And then decided that um, as much as I loved it, it wasn't quite for me. Um, I really wanted a family and I really wanted to be there for my family. Um, I love that. Yeah. I grew up, um, you know, my parents were divorced. My mom had to work all the time. And so I think because I grew up as a latchkey kid, which my kids are always like, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) My little key around my neck. Um, It was really important for me um, to be there for my kids. And, you know, I'm super grateful that my husband and I were able to figure that out. So, um, so yeah, so staying That's so cool. With a choice probably because of my own childhood. Yeah. And I love that it got super clear to you and we'll get more into this a little later that you needed to do, you're ready to do the next thing um, because you've been able, and you, I think it's because of that, those years that you're able to be so sort of methodical and thoughtful about this new venture, which is so great. Absolutely. All right. So tell me a little bit about what attracted you in the beginning to this idea that you would do something for a whole year, which I know was maybe one of the thoughts you were, you, you weren't sure you wanted to do something for a whole year. So (laughs) I know that was one of like something attracted you, but that was also the part you were a little nervous about. Yes, I was. I, I, well, I, I get a little nervous about long commitment. (laughs) Highly sensitive, I think. But, um, so, well, we met at the sacred business circle, right? Yes. Farm, Farm, excuse me. And, um, I don't know. When I saw you, I just had this knowing. I just had this feeling that we were going to work together. We were going to do something together. And when we started talking and you told me about this program, it was like just a little ping in my heart that was like, ooh, you need to get her information and stay in touch with her. And, you know, this sounds like something that could be really great for you. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm I, going through healing from the serious chronic illnesses and disease and learning about you know, foods that make me sick and we try to keep our kids gluten-free. They're not celiac, um, but they are highly sensitive. 
Uh, my daughter and I are dairy free. So my relationship with my kitchen <laughs> and my food is, has been a struggle. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, as we just said, I'm transitioning from full-time mom to a business owner. And um, over the past couple of years, I've had, you know, really amazing spiritual awakening. Um, and we're settling into this new home. So that's like food, lifestyle, home, and work right there. I have yeah. so much going on. Um, I needed support. I needed a system, like a gentle, ever-changing, forgiving structure that would inspire me to show up to be my best self in all of those areas. Yeah. And it's, you just mentioned, I love that. And then, and I, I do, it's funny because everybody um, who sort of landed here, we all, like everyone had a similar aha and I, I've had that as well. So it's interesting how when something's right, you just, you just know it. Yeah. Um, and you just mentioned the the dealing with an illness thing, which actually we skipped over in that first question, but maybe we'll go back for a second because you've been dealing with a lot of health things and somehow I um, end up with a lot of people in our broader community who are also dealing with health things. So I would love to just go into that a, just a little bit. We don't have to go so deep, but just to acknowledge what a full-time job that actually is. Because yeah. you know, you say I'm a stay-at-home mom and which mind you, I'm fully aware that being a stay-at-home mom is sometimes more work oh, than a job. <laughs> but, um, but dealing with an illness is also a huge job um, and sometimes hard to make space for when we are running households and wanting to be there as a mom and you know all that goes on in our life. So I'm, I'm mostly just acknowledging you for that. <laughs> Oh, thank you. that period and and happy that it's coming to a close absolutely and I think you're you're definitely right I mean as moms we tend to kind of push ourselves to the back burner um, which I'm learning uh, because of the illness and um, I had thyroid cancer so you know if we talk about throat chakras that's that's not expressing yourself and I definitely was not um, I was doing everything for everybody else and kind of you know, hiding uh, my illnesses, I suppose. Um, I was dealing with leaky gut and um, candida overgrowth. And just, you know, every morning I woke up, I would feel nauseous and sick and I didn't have a lot of energy. And at the same time, my daughter was going through all of the same things. Oh, interesting. At two years old. So wow. a really sick baby and a really sick mommy. Um, it was, it was tough. And then learning along the way that, you know, gluten was affecting her uh, and gluten was affecting my son, both for different reasons, for him behavioral, for her, it was gut. Um, but it was because of my daughter and all of her illnesses that I really learned about my own, that I really started to research and understand what was going on with my own body. Um, I, think, I think her pediatrician at one point said to me, listen, you know, if you don't heal yourself, first she's never she's never going to get better you have to you have to take care of yourself and she recommended a doctor an integrative doctor and that's kind of where my journey began with kind of learning what was going on with my body um so it, it, i love that it's so <laughs> so true that we have to take care of ourselves first and i had a similar similar thing with my daughter same same thing and it's it's funny how we just like want to fix everything for them yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's hard. Like it's 
it's interesting because I talk a lot about, um, you know, obviously I talk a lot about gluten and one of the, and it's funny because I never, ever even, I'm not even tempted by it anymore just because it makes me feel so sick. Like I really haven't been since I said goodbye to it. Um, but it's so interesting how we have these, you know, just built in reactions. Cause I remember knowing, I know so well, cause my body knows so well that certain things just don't work yet. Like with a child, you're like, Oh, you've had a bad day. Like, let's go get a treat. <laughs> you know, it's like this like built in thing. And I, and I even know it and, and I have to remind myself of that knowing every time. And then you're like, Oh no, but that's not really love, <laughs> you know? And it's funny, like without doing that work yourself, I don't even know how you'd be able to draw that boundary with the child. Yes. I mean, and not, you know, I'm, I'm a little behind where you are. I mean, I'm still really trying and struggling with it because you know, my kids are not celiac and I'm not celiac and it's, um, you know, well, if we just have a little bit, mom, is it that big of a deal? And right. Get into the, okay, wait, it's been three weeks and you're like still eating gluten and here we are again, you know, your behavior is a mess and you're not feeling well. And um, so I think we had talked about this in, in the flow recently that, you know, this coming year is, is the year that I really want to, um, kind of put my foot down and in a, in a loving way, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, so tell me a little bit, let's talk about planning. So were you, are, are you a planner by nature? Like, were you a planner before you started all this? Like what was your relationship with the notion of planning before we dove into this? Um, I always loved the idea of planning. I thought it was awesome. And I always wanted to be a really good planner. Like I could see that life being planned, you know, made for an easier time, but I just never quite got there. So planning for me looked like tons of notebooks and lists floating around my kitchen and everything scattered. And as much as I love order um, and planning, I just never really found a way to make it work for me. And I still struggle with consistency, but I'm definitely getting better since I've started flow. Awesome. I mean, I, I, you, you, yes. I mean, I've seen you get better. <laughs> well, and we'll get into a little bit of that in a sec. Cause I actually find your experience really interesting. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll explain a little bit what I mean by that in a minute, but mostly because I think we, when we started, well, let's just, we'll dive into it now. When we started, you were in the middle of this sort of health crisis um, and moving, were you moving? No, you were just landing. You were kind of landing or I think, I guess it was the health thing, but there was some reason that was pulling you. It was pulling you away. Yeah. And I had just moved into our new home, I think maybe five months before. We yeah. And was, um, just going through lots of blood work and approaching my one year scan and, um, probably realizing I was a lot more nervous than I thought I was. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I, so, and I remember you feeling that, and I remember you feeling bad that you weren't writing everything down. Cause you know, a lot of times when people just get the planner, they're like, wow, like this is going to take me hours. There's so many things to fill in. And, and I always just say, do what you can. And you actually showed me that one day. Cause I think you just wrote down, you wrote down something really high level, but for whatever reason it centered you and helped you move forward in what that thing was. And I was like, okay, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you show up when you can show up. That's kind of how it was designed. Absolutely. And it goes t 
totally in, in alignment with what I'm trying to do with my entire life is, you know, let go of the perfectionist and, you know, just show up and do the best that I can in that moment. And, um, you know, just the brain dump alone is super helpful for me. Even if mm-hmm. I can only get to that, it's like, I've let everything out. I've looked at it. I've read it. And it just kind of sits with me. I think that's what that one day was. Yep. You know, it was like, I didn't necessarily write all of it down the way that I normally did, but I still got everything done because it was like, it was there for me. It was very present. Yeah. So, and what's, what do you feel like has been your biggest shift since you've started? Just like little examples in your life or a big shift. I don't know. Shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I definitely feel more organized um, because I allow myself to take the time that I need to plan without feeling guilty. Mm. It's a huge shift for me. Um, you know, because planning isn't doing, is that why? Maybe, or I don't know how in my, in my twisted mind, I, I felt guilty sitting down and taking time out to plan anything that wasn't like what I'm buying at the grocery store or something yep. that directly you know, going to affect my children or my husband or my life, like that I was seeing it as like this kind of small, I was seeing my life very small. I was thinking very small. And so I feel like this definitely has opened me up um, and kind of really inspired me to understand that I don't have to be perfect, um, but I still can accomplish all of the things that I want to accomplish. And I can still show up and be in these different areas of my life um, without feeling guilty. I mean, I think the guilt was like a big, a big thing for me. It always has been. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned the brain dump, like that's been a huge shift for me. I used to make these like master lists that basically just gave me anxiety and they would sit in a notebook and kind of like collect dust. And like once in a while I would check them off, but looking at all the other stuff would just totally overwhelm me. So like a huge shift for me has been doing this dump list and then breaking it down, which is mm. genius because you've got that amazing part in the back of the journal, you know, that breaks down the food work only right. lifestyle. And so just being able to break down that dump list into those little pieces has been huge for me. I'm a really visual person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing everything in the way it's organized in the journal is a lot less overwhelming for me than looking at pages and pages and pages of lists. It's interesting. And I always, everywhere. <laughs> I love, I love the dumping categories too, because I find that in different seasons, actually, like sometimes I'm super focused on home. Sometimes I'm super focused on work and it like shows you like, if that's all that's in your brain, <laughs> You know, it shows you like either where you're lacking or where you're not giving yourself permission, you know, to do the things or, or sometimes I'll, I'll dump all these things in like the category of OM or self-care and never, they, they won't end up in my daily schedule. And it's like, oh wait, but like, that's where you're, you're wanting to, what you're wanting to do. And there's like, you're not putting any time for it. Yes. That was a big shift for me as well. Um, as you know, I struggle with time blocks, but I'm getting a lot better at it. And, and just the idea of, you know, you've got this list and it's broken down in, into the four categories. And like you're saying, if I don't see it on my schedule, it, it brings it into my awareness and I'm able to be like, but wait, if I 
want to, you know, practice spirituality and my spiritual rituals daily, like if it's not in my calendar and it's not on my list for the day, it's definitely not going to get done. Um, yeah. Been a shift for me. And I think the other major shift, I mean, I love your cookbook. It's so awesome. It's been so fun. Like I've done so many of the activities with my kids and my husband and just getting everybody involved. And so my kitchen feels a lot less like a prison mm. um, than it used to. Um, so that's also a really big shift for me since starting. That's huge. Well, I got, I feel like then, cause that wasn't even the shifts I was thinking about. Cause I was like, wow, you know, someone who's been totally focused on the kids is now creating all this time for her work and what you're creating is amazing. And then you've also, you know, I've watched you do a lot around the meal planning, and then you've done this whole section of making sure that your spiritual practice is in, you know, doesn't get lost in the shuffle of all these new things. So I feel like you've totally um, embraced all the areas. I am so excited to announce that applications are officially open for Flow 365. This is a way that you can increase your productivity without decreasing your joy this year. In fact, I would say increasing your joy. Flow 365 is a high-end year-long program that helps entrepreneurial moms make time and space for clean food, joyful home lives, and meaningful practices alongside your work, of course. The next cohort starts in April. Space is limited, and I have carefully curated an application to make sure we will make a great team and you will get great results. Applications will be considered on a first-come, first-served basis, so hop on over to plansimple.com slash flow-365 and see if it feels like a good fit for you. And then we will hop on the phone and get planning. I'm super excited to see who ends up in this cohort. So I feel like tied into your business a little bit is this notion of what you do for your spiritual practice, right? Like I, Absolutely. Yeah. So will you, will you tell us a little bit about what that looks like for whomever that might inspire? Because you have all these practices that you, you do and are, are so self-nurturing for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it all came from living a completely unconscious, overworked, over busy life of just completely ignoring myself, ignoring my intuition, um, and just not really getting to know me after kids. If mm-hmm. that yeah. Yeah. Um, and so um, I just you know, I tr- I try to do it every morning, I'll be honest, and it doesn't always happen for me. Um, but I have gotten a lot better, especially since I started Flow 365, because I do put it in my planner. Mm-hmm. planner. Um, but um, I have a couple of different things that I do. Um, I usually set up a really beautiful altar um, that might have some beautiful statues of goddesses. I've got Kuan Yin, who's the goddess of compassion. And um, in alignment with my business, I have a beautiful large statue of Roy Kara, who's the goddess of sensitivity. Um, and, and I'll just put things that are meaningful to me on the altar. I've got some crystals that I use. Um, the, the main one that's always on there is healing and grounding because those are two really important things for me, um, as well as a piece of pyrite, which is to um, help you have the will to succeed. Mm. Also a really big one for me. Um, and 
depending on the day and how I'm feeling. Um, I usually light sage and clear my space and clear myself. Um, I'm an empath, so I do pick up lots of energies um, and emotions throughout the day from spaces and people. So, you know, learning how to clear that energy away and ground myself is, has become really important for me. Um, so I will light the sage and I'll clear myself and my space and then I'll sit down um, usually on my round carpet. I don't know, there's just something about a circle that I really love. And I lay out my altar for the day. And um, if I have flowers, I love to just kind of put flowers around the altar, anything that's pretty that's going to make me feel good. Um, and then um, I listen to Beautiful Chorus. I don't know if you've ever. Mm, no. Oh, I love their music. It's really wonderful. They have one album that's all mantras, and then they have a couple of other albums that are just really, it's really beautiful music. Um, and so I usually listen to music. Um, I do a lot of singing. I love to sing. So I do sing and chant a little bit. I just feel it really connects me with my body. Um, and then I do a lot of breathing. Um, I do imagine kind of breathing in all of the positivity and all of the light that I can gather and my exhale, I usually envision anything that's not serving me coming out, any darkness that I don't need anymore. Um, and I just sit and I get quiet for a while. Um, some days I'll do it, you know, I have the luxury of doing it for like an hour, which are my most favorite days and I'll do a really long guided visualization or a meditation. Um, I use insight timer, which I love that changer for me. I love, love, love that. Um, and it's actually inspired me to write my own guided visualizations, which has been really fun. Um, and then, you know, I'll just sit and kind of think on whatever it is that day that's kind of present for me. Um, I also work with Oracle cards. Um, so I will ask great mother and the goddess for guidance and support surrounding whatever it is um, that I'm wanting to know more about that day. Um, I do follow the moon phases. So I do a lot of intention setting at my altar. Um, I'll set a new intention on the new moon. And then each time I sit at my altar, I'll either have it written down and have it on the altar or I'll read it out loud or just kind of meditate on it. Um, and it's, it's, Awesome. I love it. It's I love that. And so you alluded to on a best day, it takes an hour, but on a normal day, might you do this in 15 minutes to a half hour? Absolutely. Like there's some days that I do it in five or 10 minutes, like right before yeah. I did it in, in maybe like less than 10 minutes. I saged, I sang a little bit. I took some deep breaths. Um, I called in the four corners and the elements and um, I did my Oracle cards and then, you know, I blew out my candles and, and I was done, but it was like, I still centered myself. It's like very grounding for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even just the breathing, like there's days where I can't do that. And so um, it's in my office. And so I just sit on my round carpet and I just breathe. I'll just take yeah. two really awesome deep breaths and then stand up and start my day. And even that is, is enough to ground me um, if I don't have the time to do it because, you know, before I was doing all of this, it sounds ridiculous, but I would forget to breathe. Yeah. You know, I'm, obviously I'm breathing because I'm alive, but there were months, I think, where I would never take a deep breath. That wasn't like, who had time for that, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. It's <laughs> yeah. funny because when I first launched the planner, you know, 
the whole word flow like came to me in sort of meditation. Like it was just like, a, oh yeah, that's what it should be called. And I found myself explaining the um, the oh, like the most. Um, which, and I think it was just because it was the part I was most uncomfortable or knew the least about. You know, I've always been a planner. You know, food was obviously something I had to dive deep into. Work was something I was comfortable talking about. Lifestyle, the same. But like the OM part, like, you know, I go to yoga, I meditate, but it was just something I had never talked about. Sure. And what's interesting, though, is that what I find with everyone is that it seems to be the part that makes the biggest impact. So, so far with the the women who are in Flow 365, the little bits from OM, you know, someone just found meditation, like had never meditated before in our, you know, while we were in this program. And she was just like, oh my gosh, like how had I never known to do this before? So it's these little things. And the thing that's so curious is that they actually don't take that much time, you yeah. know, or they don't have to take that much time. I guess one could meditate for a full day. <laughs> and that's, what's interesting about it because I always had this feeling of like wanting to meditate ever since I was like a young teenager. Well, I want to learn how to meditate. I want to learn how to meditate. And I always thought like, you know, if I can't sit there for a certain amount of time with my spine straight and totally quiet and my mind clear, like I'm a failure and I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I would just always be like, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. And I never would until, you know, I, I mean, Sarah Jenks was, was a huge component of this for me. And yep. She's been on this podcast for anyone who doesn't know who she is. <laughs> um, you know, just saying like, you know, it's the perfectionist again. You don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the same every day. It's all about what you need in the moment. I mean, there's times where, you know, during my morning ritual, I'll stretch or I'll dance or I'll howl or whatever yeah. is coming out of me. But, you know, what you're saying about flow coming to you in the meditation, it's like, one of the things that I talk to my women a lot about is, you know, until we quiet down the chaos of what's yeah. around us, it's incredibly difficult to hear her, to hear our intuition, you know, the inner goddess, the divine feminine who has so much inner wisdom and so much power if you just quiet down and listen. Yeah, no, I would say it's like literally impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, and looking back, like the whole reason behind the flow planner is that it's to find quiet, right? It's like to find those moments because if we don't plan for them, I just think we have a really hard time fitting them in. Oh, there's no way. You know, there's no way. If, I we mean, just stay busy. Yeah. Before flow planner, it was definitely harder uh, for me to fit all these things in. I think the spirituality came a little bit easier for me because I was truly at a point where I was at the end of my rope. Yeah. And you were looking for it. I was really needing quiet. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. So I want you to tell everyone all about your biz in a sec. So let's, I want to make sure we have ample time for that. So what, what, like, what has been your favorite part of the program? Like what's just one thing that sticks out to you that you've loved? Um, I would say the connection, like that, the last retreat we had was incredible. I walked away from that feeling so inspired um, and so empowered by all these incredible women who are, you know, out there doing the same thing, just, you know, trying to make their dreams come true and find the time to do it all and yeah. inspiring and not um, doing something like this alone, I think is my favorite part. I, yeah. I, would, I would never 
take on something like this if it wasn't for your program. And so I am forever grateful. Oh, thank you. And for anyone listening who is like, what do you mean retreat? <laughs> um, <laughs> so once every, every quarter, every season, every quarter, every 90 days, however you want to look at it. So there, the, the program is a year. And so there's four of these. We spend basically a weekend together, but we're not together the whole time. We're just checking in throughout the weekend and we're doing the work to really set the stage for the next 90 days. Um, and in between we're committing to take good care of ourselves. So I feel like there's a lot of accountability that happens with that and a lot of inspiration just from what everyone's doing. I'm inspired, um, for sure. When I hear what's going on with everyone. So that's what the retreat is. It's all virtual. We had someone in France. Yeah. was able to show up, which was great. You heard from her. I think she she probably aired right before this one. Okay. So what is your favorite part about the planner? So not everybody's going to, you know, feel right jumping into a year long program. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not for everybody, but um, pretty much anyone can get the, some form of the planner. So what's your favorite part about that as a tool? I absolutely. Hands down. Love week at a glance. Mm. Um, the week at a glance page. I never took time to think about how I wanted my week to feel like who has time to think about that? You know, yep. like it's just revolutionary for me. You know, what is my vision for the week? What do I want to receive this week? What do I want to give this week? It's just it gives such deep meaning to your week, which is so awesome. I just love that. I love that. It's funny. I think, um, super creative people love, the week, like love that glance and might not even need the debuts, which I give you anyway. <laughs> so that's actually interesting feedback. <laughs> it's actually, it's funny. Like, um, those have come later for me, right? We've yep. Since July. And I think over the last couple of months that, that has become, you know, easier for me to do. Whereas yep. we get a glance has always been like, I just love that. Oh, good. I love that. <laughs> so, and what is your word for this 90 day cycle? Oh, wait, and the big rocks. Oh, the big oh rocks. okay. Yes. The big rocks. They're so great. That, that has been huge for me. Huge, huge, huge. So just choosing your three, the three big things you're going to work on each week. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a million things you could work on yeah. every day. It's, it's prioritizing, but in such a cool way. And has that gotten clear? Like, has it become clear for you what you can do in a week? Yes, so much so. Um, I think, you know, sometimes we tend to think we're we're superwomen, and and we are. But um, you know, even even superwomen can only do so much in a day. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it's definitely helped me scale back to the point where I can feel successful. It's like I don't yeah. have a huge list that, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, great, I had seventy things on my list, and I got two done. You know? Yeah. As opposed okay, these are the three big things that have to happen this week. Like, let's break it down and figure out what has to be accomplished to get those done. That's yep. been a major shift for me. Awesome. I love that. And you've done so much. So that's great. <laughs> you've gotten a lot done in these days. Um, all right. So, and what is your word for this 90-day cycle? <laughs> I actually had three. Okay. Um, they were warm, open, and grounded. All right. I like that. Um, and how have those helped, have those helped inform the, the past? So right now for anyone listening, we're, as this is recording, we're, we're a little more than halfway through a 90 day cycle. So how has that informed what's happened? It's been great. I mean, it's kind of been like, um, 
this little mantra, you know, I think in my subconscious all the time, that's like reminding me like slow down, cherish these little moments. Cause we're also around the holidays right now. Um, you know, and when I start to feel like I'm floating a little bit, it's like, I remember, okay, well, grounded. I want to feel grounded. So like every day I have to make sure I do a little something, even if it's that three deep breaths and that's all I get to, that will help me. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the word, the word's been great. I really love that a lot. I love that. That's good. So, and I feel like, I feel like you shared so many valuable tools that I'll try to pull out, um, from this for that idea of a morning ritual and morning practice. So hopefully we'll, we'll definitely leave listeners. If all of you guys heard all those ideas and we're like, whoa, 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 stop. Maybe we'll elaborate on those. But if there was one thing that one practice from all this that you would share, like that you think other people could just do regardless of whether they were in flow 365 or even had the planner, like what, what's one practice that's really from this experience helped and you think would help other people listening sitting down and taking the time for you to plan mm. things that you want and not feel guilty or selfish about it um i would say and you know if you don't have the planner you can still make a dump list which is just amazing i mean you just basically spew your brain onto a page yeah <laughs> and and break it down into your categories and that that's pretty simple without the journal and it's, it's yeah I find that that's super helpful you know we do it at the beginning of every 90 days and then I always turn to that when I'm in a moment of overwhelm I'm like there must be things in my head that need to come out or something and I'll just sit down and be like what's going on and it happened the other day actually because you know we're we are in the holiday season as we're recording this and it's like at the beginning of the 90 days i wasn't really thinking about christmas presents and what i had to send and i was right. sort of spinning you know right. and what i wanted to finish by the end of the year and i just like wrote it all down and it's funny because it's not it's not even about getting everything done it's just about getting out of your head sometimes you know like it just yes just yeah. the act is is kind <laughs> absolutely getting out of your head is important for sure all right. So will you tell everybody, because one of the most exciting things for you that's happening, you know, in these 90 day cycles, and I feel like you've been, your first 90 day cycle was probably a little bit more um, self-care and health and food related, right? If I was like boiling it down and then this cycle, you really focused on the work a bit more. And I'm assuming the next one will have, have that focus again. So it's exciting because after being a stay-at-home mom, you're launching this amazing company. So will you tell us what that is, what it's about, what you're up to? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so I am the founding mother of Divinely Sensitive, uh, where I lead a community of women who identify um, as highly sensitive or empaths, or some of them as both. Um, and I provide them with resources and support as they learn to honor their unique sensitivities and unleash their superpowers. Um, you know, highly sensitive people um, get overwhelmed really easily. And um, it's super important to understand your unique sensitivities, what triggers them and how you can honor them by a lot of what we were talking about, just creating white space for yourself and taking the time to slow down. Um, and so, um, I've got my website and my blog launching uh, towards the end of January um, and my very first online retreat, um, which is going to be called Hear Her. It's all about 
listening uh, to your intuition. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we are right now. You have uh, great names is all I have to say. <laughs> I like both of those. Those are amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm basically creating a sisterhood of like-minded women to support each other, hold space for each other, and most importantly, understand each other. Um, right. As a highly sensitive person, it's, um, it's kind of a life of feeling misunderstood. So being with women especially, who understand you, I think in any, you know, area of life is important. Does everyone who's a highly sensitive person listening know that? Know what? Know that they are? Like if you're a highly sensitive person, when you say that out loud, do we know that? Do you want to explain that a little bit more? Like what does it mean? Like what? Sure. I mean, I went through probably my entire life except the last six years thinking I was completely broken or weird or some part of me was totally missing um, because I felt very deeply and I cried very easily. Um, you know, often I heard, you know, what's the matter with you? You need to grow thicker skin or you're so dramatic or you're too sensitive. Um, but it wasn't until about six years ago um, that my aunt, who um, is a therapist, actually said, you know, I think you're highly sensitive. And I, I kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I could have figured that one out by myself. But, you know, then she started explaining, no, this is like a trade and a thing. And um, she introduced me to um, the book, The Highly Sensitive Person by Dr. Elaine Aaron, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, your listeners can go to the Highly Sensitive Person website um, and take a quiz, actually. Um, to find out whether or not they are highly sensitive. Um, but basically, the way that I describe it um, is something that I learned from, from the book. Um, so Dr. Elaine Aaron explains it this way. She says, imagine a conveyor belt um, in, a, in an orange factory, and the oranges are coming down the conveyor belt, and there's three slots, and the oranges have to, depending on their shape, fit in one of those three slots. Yep. So that's that's um, a non-HSP, a non-highly sensitive brain. A highly sensitive brain, there are 15 holes for the oranges to fit into. So it's constant overprocessing um, and constant overwhelm. Um, and everybody's sensitivities are totally different, which is what inspired me to create this business. It's not, I'm not, you know, saying, oh, you know, I can tell you exactly how to feel great and, you know, live the most divinely sensitive life. I mean, it's really more of just guidance and support of, of figuring out your own unique sensitivities. Right. Um, you know, for me, there's also a lot of um, sensitivities to light and to sound and to large crowds. Um, one of the most awesome things I think about being highly sensitive is picking up on subtleties and other people's emotions and really understanding people, mm. um, which I believe is such an important thing, especially in this world right now, um, which is why it's so important for you know, highly sensitive women to kind of step out of the corner and into the light and, and share these gifts with everybody. Right. Cause it's probably easiest to sort of be quiet and get lost in the shuffle of life. Um, it's, exhausting. Yeah. it's exhausting. I mean, you're constantly processing, you know, 15 times more than, than the average, you know, human brain, I guess she, um, Dr. Elaine Aaron and her husband did a lot of research and, you know, came to be that actually the brain of an HSP is, is different. So it is a trait. It's something that you're born with, but, um, you know, being an empath, I'm not as clear on the history of that. 
Um, however, I do know the way that I explain it is you are like an emotional sponge mm-hmm. in everything around you, whether it be, you know, there's all different types of empaths. I mean, it could be emotions and energy from people or from places or from animals or even plants. Um, for me, it's mostly people and spaces. Um, and so like I could walk into a room and if there had been like some big argument or, um, oh my goodness, I thought I turned that off. My apologies. Um, so, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought. So if you walk in, if you walked into a room of people. Right. So yes. So if I walked into a room of people say, and there was like a big argument beforehand, um, but everything to, you know, to the normal eye or not normal, but, you know, to someone who's not highly sensitive, they walk into the room and it's like, oh, everybody's here, whatever. For me, it's like, you could cut the tension with a knife. I feel what's going on. I know who the, the argument was between. And it makes you really uncomfortable because you just start to like yeah. soak that in. And for someone else, they could just be like, oh, they had a fight, whatever, no big deal. But for a highly sensitive person, or empath, you're like really holding on to it and, and, you know, just gets kind of stuck on you. So going back to what we were talking about with my daily morning rituals, it's super important for me to do those things so that I can ground myself because highly sensitive people become ungrounded very easily. I love that. All right. So if anyone's listening, if any of that resonates, you have to go find Heather and remind us again of your URL. It will be in the show notes, but just say it again. Um, so right now you can find me on Instagram at divinely sensitive, or I have a Facebook page, um, divinely sensitive. And then, uh, in the middle of January, um, my website will be coming out and that's divinely sensitive.com. That's so easy. So divinely sensitive. And I will, if this goes live before that goes live, we'll definitely announce when it goes live. Cause we're all excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> and, um, and, and the idea is that you're gathering these, it's less about teaching these people and more about gathering and supporting each other. Correct. You know, I'm still learning on my journey. Um, and so, you know, the idea of divinely sensitive is to share my story, to share what I've learned and what I continue to learn. Right. Because it's, you know, an ever, ever changing process for sure. I love it. So everyone will be lucky to know you. So thank you, Heather, so much for showing up. Is there anything else you have any desire to say? I feel like we touched on a lot, so we could be just be good. But if there's anything else you want to share with the audience, um, speak I now or forever. Well, you, you are just for a second to talk about that. I mean, you know, one, one of my favorite parts of this group is you and the oh. way that you lead and the way that you inspire. And, you know, you're just, every time I talk to you, I feel better. I just always, you always make me feel better. Like I can conquer what I need to conquer. And it's like, no big deal. You're like, okay, great. So just, you're going to do that and it's fine. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Mia said I can do it. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's been amazing. You know, the accountability and, and just, um, as nervous as I was when I first decided to do this. And even right after I signed up, I was a little concerned and nervous. Um, I would not change it for the world. It's been amazing. I will receive that because I'm good at doing that on my daily thing. So thank you very much. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thanks, Heather. I will talk to you soon. I hope you guys really enjoyed that talk with Heather. 
I just find her such an inspiration. It's so cool to be with someone at the beginning of their business. And at the end of every show, I always share a doable change or two or sometimes three that will really help you take what you heard and put it into action because I want you to be inspired by these podcasts, but I also want you to take action in your own life so that your own life is the best life that it can be. So I talk a lot about this concept of doable changes. If you go to the show notes for this episode, you can download 101 of those. I also have a new document that you can get on any of the pages on the Plan Simple website, which goes through the doable changes in multiple categories. So you can get them for food, lifestyle, home, and work. I'm really into this concept. And for this episode, I would say the biggest, highest hitting doable change that we could serve up is to take the time to make your dump list. Take a piece of paper or a blank spread in your journal and divide it into four sections for food, lifestyle, home, and work. And just spend, set a timer and spend 10 or 20 or even 30 minutes just getting everything out of your head and onto paper in those sections. If you have a lot, you might want to not divide it into quadrants and more like have a piece of paper for every category or divide each piece of paper into two. You know how much you've got in there and just write it all out. And I actually think it's really helpful to do this once for that timer and then commit to sitting down with it for five or 10 minutes every morning or whenever you have a break over the course of a week and just adding to it, reading it, adding to it, and really squeezing all the things that are going on in your head out of your head and onto this piece of paper. And if you start to pay attention to the things that we are sharing around here, I have a lot of tools for what to do with this list next, but this really is the first step knowing that this is not a to-do list. This is just a clearing, a clearing of your brain, just like you would clear out your closet or clean up the kitchen or clean out your car. You are literally cleaning up your brain. All right. So go and take action and do that. Or if that doesn't resonate at all, go download, download one of our documents where you can get more ideas for what your doable change could be like this week. And again, if all of this is seeming super interesting to you, don't forget to go to plansimplemeals.com slash flow hyphen 365. Read all about what it looks like to be a part of this for a year. Fill out your application and I will look forward to getting to know you even better. All right. I will talk to you soon on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.